Hello, welcome to Studio One. If you like what you see, like and subscribe and comment. To start, my name is Phil Osmond. Uh, this platform is called Studio One. You know, the whole goal has been to like highlight artists in Toronto, but also we interview artists across Canada, international artists. So before we really get into it, can you briefly introduce yourself and then we'll just get started. Yeah, uh, my name is Kenan. This is like my first um, kind of face-to-face -face interview. So I'm excited, I'm a little nervous, but <laughs> but I'm happy to be on here. Um, I saw um, other interviews that you've done, so like I'm excited um, to be doing this. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and I'm based in Toronto. Yeah, um, on that note, yeah, a lot of artists, especially like Toronto artists, actually, even an artist I interviewed, Baby Queen, who's based out in London. It's like her first video interview. But yeah, it's so cool. Like, I don't know what it is with videos, but a lot of artists don't really have like video interviews. So I, it's so amazing when I get these like chances to like get the first one. So yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But um, before we get into music, you know, how have you been doing, you know, with COVID and quarantine? How has it affected you like mentally, but also with music wise? Like, how has it been to like work around this time? Um, yeah, um, so with 2020, um, it's definitely been a year with a lot of challenges, but I have to say overall, um, I do feel like one of the lucky ones because, um, I've had a lot of career growth and, um, you know, during the beginning of 2020, I was going to like my first group writing sessions and everything. So, um, when the quarantine hit, I thought, oh man, everything's going to be over. Like, I'm going to have to move back to my little hometown Kitchener. And yeah. it was going to go downhill from there. But I was able to um, focus on my releases online and just like promoting that. And um, I released one song called Timothy, which, you know, yeah. um, that got some positive feedback. So, it kind of, yeah, like it all happened from there in a really quick time span. But now, um, now I'm a little tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like lockdown number two for Ontario. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been weeks of me just sitting at home. And luckily, like music's there to keep me sane. And yeah, like honestly, just provide some exciting things and otherwise like really stagnant uh, part of my life for sure and um going to the roots because i know you said so many things we'll touch on later but i know you started with piano early on um then you kind of mm -hmm. went to beats and things like that at what point did music turn into like i want to build a career from this and i'm getting more confident opposed to just like kind of tampering with it or you know like hobbying it a bit when did it become serious for you mm. um hmm. i think around during um high school because before that time um i had actually always wanted to be an architect growing up as a kid because you know i like visual arts but um I wasn't good at the math side of it, the math yeah. and science side of it. Um, but 
you know, I, I was already making beats since I was like 12 years old. Um, but it was like, no one knew about it except like two or three friends I had Yeah. until maybe grade like 11 or maybe um, grade 10 in high school. Um, but grade 11 specifically, I do remember, um, being a music director for one of my schools is kind of like a talent show thing, yeah. but that was my first experience, um, kind of encountering music in real life and actually realizing there's a community of musicians out here. And like, um, I don't know, that was a really like kind of exciting moment for me. So, um, I think seeing that kind of encouraged me um, to pursue music and um, maybe another big like decision I had was deciding to go um, audition for Berkeley. I think like as a high schooler, like deciding to audition for a music school is like kind of the moment where you decide like, yeah. hey, this is what I'm going to go for in my career. Yeah. And, you know, with piano and making beats like that, when did you feel confident, you know, putting your own vocals on your music? You know, when it comes to, you know, your, your voice and things like that, was there a specific song where you felt like, I feel comfortable enough? Or like, you know, at what point do you feel like you started finding yourself? Because I know when it comes to like music, whether it's, you know, songwriting that's personal towards you or, you know, finding your voice early on, you know, what was it like building those blocks for yourself? Yeah, um, so with singing, um, it's not something I've always done. Um, I've done producing for much longer, but um, yeah, and I thought I was going to like go into producer career and all that, but um, it was uh, 2019 where I decided, um, yeah, I wanted to just give it a shot because I found that... Um, by that point, you know, I was producing everything. I was um, releasing that as like songs with um, featured vocalists, but I still like wrote the demos to, you know, hand to those featured singers. So, um, and I was like making these lyric videos, you know, taking all these photos and, you know, I was really involved in all the aspects, but I think um, I realized like to be the singer I could kind of like be the face of that and show that hey this is like really personal to me because like I do everything sort of thing and like yeah. I think that'll help me like connect to the audience more um and yeah so in 2019 is when I decided like I saw I'll start giving a shot so I made like a bunch of demos and I was just like trying to find my voice and um, trying all these different styles of music. I even like experimented with hyper pop stuff. Yeah. I have a whole like EP of stuff that's never going to see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like slowly, even to this day, I'm um, finding my sound, but I'm getting closer. So I'm excited, you know, for the future projects. And I think my voice will become stronger through time because I think that's still not my strength at the moment, but you know, I take vocal lessons and everything. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And good segue too, you know, um, but 
genreless era we're in and things like that. You know, looking back, you know, when we grew up and looking at music then, you know, looking at music now, do you feel better suited to make music in this era opposed to back in the day in terms of how it's been? Because right now, like, like hyperpop, they kind of just placed a name onto that type of music, but you know, it's it's very fluid, very genreless and things like that. For your music now, you know, in an interesting point, do you think what you're doing now is better suited for now because you get to experiment or do you think you could have fit maybe in the 2000s? Mm. Yeah, that's a really um, interesting thing to think about, actually. Um, hmm. I think um, when it comes to like different time periods, I think each sort of like era has its own sound and even just like I think culture affects it too um people's tastes they're constantly evolving and I think um as an artist you kind of have to hmm, um as an artist it's about like finding what you like and I think I think it's a little bit of everything and like combining that together um all those inspirations together to make your own art um i think like is a really important um skill to have um and i think that could be um maybe a a reasoning behind like um the kind of like genreless um music style um yeah, just like, because um, I think it's really like cool and artistic, and it, maybe people are like really engaging with that as well. But um, regarding kind of like different styles between today and now, and like whether my music would fit, um, I think um, I'm pretty like. De- I would be um, decent at adapting, maybe I'd say, just from, I think, my personal experience of, like, um, making music in different styles yeah. and, like, um, well, I, at the end of the day, I just, like, make what I like. Exactly. Like, what my taste at. But um, I think also, like, you know, I want to have a career, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like, um, if this was 2010, yes, you know, maybe I would be making, um, like, you know, because I remember back in the day, it was like Matt Smart, or Laura Pop, you know, I mean, and I listened to that style of music, so it's like, yeah, I think maybe even it's an influence of mine to this day, but um, yeah, as artists, I think overall, you just got to be like true to yourself but also like be aware of these different things and like you know and it's also good to just like take inspiration from a lot of different things yeah and with um <clears throat> with your ep too you know the idea of cassettes you know that's a old time thing that you know people did what why would you re- want to put that concept in you know, the cassettes idea and i've done it for a few of your releases how did that come into fruition Mm-hmm. 
Um, so cassettes were used back in the day in the um, 80s and stuff. And, you know, I never lived through that era, but <laughs> I can like um, look back at it and kind of appreciate that aesthetic and um, the sound. So um, I take influence from that era and um, I think you can hear it in the music through like the kind of retro synths and you know I even added a little um, cassette player sound sample at the yeah. beginning of um, Did You Notice um, and I think yeah the title it makes sense because it kind of reflects that sound and but yeah, and on to, uh, of course, your track, uh, Timothy Charlemagne. Was that the first time, you know, with that success? Was that kind of like the first time you saw the success of your music and you thought to yourself, this is working? Um, how, how did that release help you with, you know, confidence in releasing records? I know that song did really well. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's just wild, like how many people heard it um i um remember when i made it i did not expect that so now i wish i would like change so many things because <laughs> i thought maybe like like if only a few people would hear it but now because um i'm just thinking back to like the second verse how i basically mumbled through the whole thing and i thought like oh i'm too lazy to re-record <laughs> so <laughs> let me just put this out there but um, yeah, so, um, getting back to the question, um, could, sorry, could you repeat what you said? Yeah, you know, because with a lot of artists, you know, you can make music, you can make EPs, but you never quite feel like it's connecting. But I, I feel like with that song for you in particular, with the, you know, playlisting and the positive reception it got, it, it looks like a moment where it could have been like, oh, this is working let me now push forward, you know, for you, was the moment like that for you? I know, how did it feel? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was wild. And um, through the uh, positive feedback of that song, like, it also caught the attention of um, Nicole, who is my current manager. Yeah. And um, a few months into working with her, she pitched my music to uh, my late old, uh Black Box. Oh, excuse me. And, um, yeah, so like, I got a manager, I got signed pretty much through that song. So um, yeah, it's crazy. And it shows the power of the internet too. I, I think that was like a huge deal um, in that whole process. And like, um, the world was like shut down when that song was released. So um, it just even makes it, I think, the story even more wild how um that'll happen but yeah it was like a big moment for me for sure and um as an artist do you uh like when you release a record you know like you said you know with your second verse and things like that do you move on and like okay I, I release this record i'm gonna move on and do other records or do you linger with your projects and you look at yourself oh it could have been better like how how is your relationship with your own music this is, is the way i'm saying it I'm tr I, I try I try not to linger too much, but I think it's inevitable sometimes. Yeah. Um, like I can think of all these different things. Like for Did You Notice, 
I look back at that and think, man, the mixing was too sharp. It was too like bright maybe compared to my other songs and just like in general. But um, yeah, another kind of like thing I wish I did was um, mix all the songs a little quieter. I think I was just like obsessed with having like a very in your face loud sound, but I'm starting to appreciate kind of like not that yeah <laughs> not like something like that's not so intense so um yeah i think and I, I think a lot of artists other artists do that too and maybe it's not necessarily like a bad thing to realize is where you can improve on but yeah. uh, the best way to put that energy is to actually like make new things that you do love and the cool thing too is some sometimes when artists is an interview and they talk about a specific part of the song a lot of the times on the comments, you know, fans will be like, oh, that's my favorite part. Like, I didn't even know that was a mistake. I, I love that part. So it's kind of like an interesting, you know, way of putting, you know, even with um, like records, like um, The Weeknd, for instance, with Kissland. A lot of people didn't really tend to like that, but a lot of people consider it their favorite album. So, you know, as an artist, you know, sometimes you never really know how things are going to be like receptive. So it's interesting to look at that point, too. But, um... Like moving forward and things like that so you released the ep when you went into finally releasing it did it feel like this is my first body of work you know this is my introduction or do you still i know from earlier in the interview you talk about still finding your voice does that feel like an ep where you feel like it's my introduction or do you still feel like it's a yet another building block to eventually a real debut ep mm. um I do think it, it it's still like um an introduction um uh i think like even though i'm saying all these things like that could have changed i think um at the end of the day like um in that moment like in time it kind of reflects um who i was and like i think at the end of the day, like we all evolve um, over time. And um, I think it's fine that um, that'll happen. And maybe my sound will um, change. And once I, you know, think I really have it nailed down, maybe it'll like change again. So yeah, uh, yeah so I think um, for me, um, yeah, I will like accept the EP how it is. Like, I'm really proud of it. I think um, it's a really kind of interesting combination of pop, but also kind of like the indie side of it, the bedroom pop side of it. Um, but still also with like these electronic sounds, because like I'm a producer. So I think it's a kind of unique perspective and um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, getting near the end of the interview and things like that. In a time where, you know, it's COVID and quarantine and, you know, artists are using the internet more so, um, do you feel any bit of pressure to, you know, be on the internet and be active, you know? Do you feel necessarily, you know, you release this EP, you've got to release another one, you know? How have you been dealing with just life now as an artist? Do you feel any sort of pressure to be active? You know, how have you been, like, living life basically you know because 
with the internet, it, it kind of does feel like if you're creating content, if you're not doing it, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel that it's like the story right now, um, kind of the um, being active online is kind of um, the only, how do I say it? Like the only like window to my career in a way. Yeah. Um, because I can't do live shows or anything. So um, all the interaction is um, through online. So whether with like my team or with my listeners, um, but yeah, um, I do feel pressure to kind of like um, be on top of it. And sometimes um, that can, you know, get draining if like, you want to do other things with your life but at the same time i think in this moment like um there's not much just to do so i mean i in, in a way i'm kind of glad that they're like kind of outlet for that um for like communicating with others and yeah um i think i think overall i am like um happy to like have this way to like communicate with people and um and I feel like I kind of like growing up I've always been an online type person and you know back in the day I had like a tumblr blog and everything like um I was such a like fanboy of all these artists and now kind of it's weird being the position where like people are fans of me <laughs> and like, but I think, you know, having that, um, previous fanboy moment, <laughs> um, it, it, it's kind of like, I, I, I get it, you know, I get like their perspective and I just want to like make things that I know that they'll really enjoy. Yeah. Cause I interviewed an artist, um, from San Francisco, maybe first lockdown was March. And um, San Francisco, they were like in a complete lockdown. They couldn't go anywhere. And we were talking about how like artists are doing TikToks and, you know, Instagram lives. And for her as an artist, mm-hmm. she likes to perform and do live shows. That's not what she wants to do. So I just remember having the conversation with her, letting her know, like, be the artist you want to be. You don't have to conform and do things. So it's an interesting question to ask you, you know, because it, I do feel like if an artist has no shows lined up because of COVID and things like that, there might be the pressure of you have to do something you probably never did before. Maybe like a TikTok, but you don't have to do that. And I feel like with artists, you know, it's always a, it's like a reminder, you know, be who you want to be. You don't have to be what everyone else kind of puts on you. So just an interesting question to ask. <laughs> but, um, so near the end of my interviews, you know, I, I usually have like an artist with, um, like pre-COVID, you know, like, oh, you got shows coming up, you know, what's, what's next? Like, but obviously you can't ask that anymore. So for you in particular, you know, in your career so far, what is, what has been the most surprising thing that you've learned as an artist in the industry? And on another note, when did you feel like this really was meant for you to do in your life? whether it's Timothy, Timothy Chamolet's record coming out and doing well, or it's just like fan interactions, you know, when did you, when did you 
So two questions to end it. When did you, when did you feel like you were meant to be an artist? And the second one is what's the most surprising thing you learned in the industry, knowing that, you know, you're a fanboy back in the day. Like wh what did you learn? Like, Oh, I didn't know this. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, for the first question, um, the m most surprising thing I learned is I think, um, I, I think this is like pretty specific to um, me personally, but um, I think I learned that it's okay to be myself. Um, as like cliche as that sounds, um, I think like regarding, um, for example, like lyrical themes, you know, Timothy was something that I never think of releasing even two years ago, because yeah. um, obviously the theme is like, me like falling for another boy and um although i think people are generally pretty accepting like before releasing that i never done anything like that i was yeah. really the reaction but um the reaction was really positive so um i'm glad that i kind of like took a chance to do something like that and just kind of like um, yeah, be, um, personal and, um, and don't be afraid to just like do something like silly and random. I feel like overall that song is not that serious. It's just like <laughs> the lines are like, oh, well, when Oscars and Grammys, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a silly song. But, um, I think even then it still has like, um, how, how do I say it? Like a, a certain like weight to it because it is like about a personal theme, but yeah. Um, yeah and I think there within that like umbrella of um, realizing that it's okay to just like be myself, like even like when it comes to uh, style, when it comes to like um, all these different things, um, yeah, I think, like, the more kind of authentic I am, um, like, the kind of better people react. Yeah, and sure. um, you'd think that you'd have to kind of put on a character to appeal to everyone. But in reality, it's like, you know, not everybody has to like you. If you're yourself, then you're going to attract the people who like really like that and yeah so i think um it's important for artists to be authentic and i'm trying to like still learn that to this day because for so many years i've just like i tried to you know because i grew up in the era of like the um the era of instagram and like the birth of that yeah. kind of era saw it as it grew and I saw as like people tried to kind of like be a mini influencer and like take the perfect photo and I totally like fell for that I think at one point but I'm learning that you know I can just be myself and um yeah that's one like really big thing I learned um regarding 
when regarding the moment I think I found that it that um music was really working um I think yeah seeing the positive response to Timothy was also uh a moment when I realized that um but there's lots of I think mid little milestones um in the Like, um, obviously numbers are everything, but I think when you see your first 100,000, when you see your first 500,000, then it's, it's a really special moment. Sure. So, um, yeah. And, um, and also, oh, meeting, like, the people you've looked up to. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but, mm-hmm. like, I just had a writing session with Tiffany Day. So... Mm-hmm. which is crazy um you know I have to thank my manager for getting that opportunity but and it it was so funny I I remember saying to her like oh like I've been really digging like Tiffany's day stuff recently I feel like her style is like really like fun and kind of like combines Indian pop in a cool way and she's like okay I'll contact her manager and then she that and then we wrote yeah together yeah so no it's amazing and it's amazing that you know the moment where you felt like you stepped out of your comfort zone you know with you know song timothy you know that's when it all connected at the end that's amazing too you know and you know just on that note too you know i interviewed i don't know when anymore covid years you don't even know what's going on anymore i interviewed king princess a couple of years back and for her especially you know she felt like when she finally became herself, that's when her music started connecting and when she felt confident enough to release records. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's amazing, you know, you, I remember, you know, you two share like a similar sentiment with that, you know, feeling like I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm not sure if I should, but it, and then it connects. So it's amazing to hear, you know, stories like that that are very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, exactly what it was. For sure. And um, again, man, um, this conversation, I feel like, could have gone forever and ever. Um, it was really great. Um, glad I got your first, you know, video interview. You know, um, put that off the bucket list. Um, thanks so much for taking the time. Um, congrats on releasing the EP. Um, I know you have a video coming out too, right? I think um, tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, on, on a final note, talk about, you know, the video that's going to be released yeah, sure. Um, so the song is called One Two Three Six Five for me. So um, three six five is like the calendar year. So I thought it'd be fun to make the concept um, be like there's a scene from each season. So um, we did not have to wait entire wait an entire year to make it. Um, we you know had some movie magic in the process um most of it was done actually within one, one month i think that's just goes to show how crazy canadian weather is yeah <laughs> um because it was like snowing one week and then all of it melted and it was gonna rain and that's when we shot spring and then yeah. all of a sudden it was 20 degrees we shot the summer scene then Canada. Um, the winter scene was 
the only scene where we had to like wait another month and then we had proper snow and then we filmed that but it was um super fun to do i shot it with um a good friend of mine from high school his name is mk um yeah he shot it i edited it and um yeah i'm excited for it to be out amazing um again man thanks so much for taking the time out you know i'm sure when things get back to normal i'll see you live at a show um till then man you know keep at it keep doing what you're doing it's great Uh, again congrats on the ep for sure thank you for having me on here and um you know this is like i said this is like another milestone for me actually um a first face-to-face interview and um yeah thanks again for having me on and um please edit out the part where i was choking on water a hundred percent a hundred percent uh thanks again man have a great rest of the day awesome thank you you too Bye. studio one